What's up, everybody? My name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition, and you're tuned in to Kinda Neat. Thank you guys again for tuning in. As always, so appreciative. First things first, follow me on Twitter, at It's Intuition. Follow my man behind the board, Ben Shim, making the shit sound buttery, as always, at I Am Database, based with two S's. You can follow us as a unit at That's Kinda Neat, Facebook.com slash Kinda Neat, YouTube.com slash That's Kinda Neat, where I am really stoked on the videos that we put up for the last four or five weeks. I think that we've been on a real hot streak that we put up some songs that I really, really like. So go through there and listen to some videos. Like I said before, YouTube makes it a whole playlist, so you can just press play and let the whole shit play every video that we've done. And I did that the other day, and it was really quite an enjoyable experience. I'm proud of what we've been building, and I'm not scared to say that. What else? Go to your go to your app store. Download the podcast app. Search for Kind of Neat. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. That is so important. If you subscribe, it is so helpful to us. I can't really explain how it's helpful because I don't know. It's just what I've heard through the grapevine. Leave a comment and a five-star rating, and that makes us super official, and uh, it feels good to see you guys' feedback. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Today... We are revisiting my mother, Karen Shaner. The last time that we did one of these podcasts with her, it was one of the most popular ones that I've ever done, and it got a lot of great feedback, and so we're going to keep doing them. This one, I'll tell you, we talked for a long time, and we barely get through any years. We really dug deep into what it was like to be... We got through about five years of, of her life in this one, so... We dug deep, and my mom can tell stories, as you guys know. If you tuned into the last one, she can turn a very small story into a long story, and I, and I let her do that, and it's good. And I like hearing her talk about this stuff, and I'm going to save these and have them for you know the rest of my life. I think it's something that's enjoyable, and if you have a chance to do it with your parents, anything like this, record it on your phone, you should do it. I actually have a, a, a close friend of mine whose whose father passed away recently, and she said when she when she found out that he was going to pass, she started going to have conversations with him and just recording their conversations with her phone, and you know so now she has that, and that's and that, that's very sweet. And it's not that my mom's passing away, nothing like that. It's nothing morbid. It's just a thing where like I have this equipment and I want to get her on there. Blah blah blah. First and foremost, today is the day after my grandmother's eighty fifth birthday. So I want to wish my nani a happy birthday because I'm sure she's going to tune in and listen to this. Uh, I love you very much. And uh, yeah, happy birthday. Happy, happy 85th. What else? I have a show coming up. I will have just announced this yesterday, I believe, but I have a show coming up with some former kind of needers. Mark and I are going to play the Lyric Theater again. It's the venue where we had our record release party at and we had such a good time there and then every tuesday in july we went and watched breezy lovejoy or i mean uh, anderson pack doing his residency and it was so amazing that venue is just it's really something and uh, i think it's something special and i hope that it stays open for a long time because i think that um there's a really great generation of artists in, in los angeles right now and i think that's a perfect venue for um an upcoming generation that isn't quite ready for the bigger venues like the troubadour and the the Roxy and the El Rey. It's the perfect size and it's such a familial kind of environment. So I wanted to throw another show there because I love it so much and I love the sound system. So Mark and I are going to headline and then our direct support is going to be Johnny Polygon because I've been getting tons and tons of uh, requests to throw a show with him. And uh, if there's one thing that I do, it's listen to the people. So Johnny Polygon is going to be playing and um, 
as you guys are walking in the door to that show, I'm going to have a beat set going on from our dude Caleb Stone, who is also on the podcast, whose beats are very great to set in ambiance. And after Caleb, we are going to have another person that was on Kind of Neat, who is a very special secret guest whose name I can't announce, but I really like them and I like their music. And uh, I can't announce their name because there's some – they're – incubating and and um you know making business moves so they can't be mentioned on a flyer right now but i guarantee you that if you get there early and you watch the set you're going to be very happy about that so october 25th it's the saturday before halloween we're not going to be doing costumes because i kind of hate halloween sorry to be a party pooper come to the show and party with us it's only going to be our third show that we've played the whole year you know that we like to keep it kind of rare we might do one more before the end of the year but i'm not sure so yeah come to the lyric theater on october 25th to watch mark and i play and uh, we're looking forward to it we love the venue and we love the energy that was there last time and we're looking forward to it again also if you guys have been paying attention i am going to be walking on the walk to end alzheimer's uh, with alzheimer's association on november 2nd and I really, really am begging of you, if you listen to this podcast and you're hearing me say this right now, we try to bring you you know, as much free content as we possibly can. We try to become a part of your Wednesday entertainment. We do a lot of work for very minimal return, and we put up the videos for you guys to enjoy, and it's always free. It's always going to be free. If there's one thing that I could ask as a favor from you, uh, I, I try not to ask for too much. I would love if you guys would donate a few of your hard-earned dollars to a cause that is very important to my family and I. As you guys know, my father was diagnosed with uh, early onset Alzheimer's five years ago, and it's a thing. So I'm raising money to try and uh, we want to find a cure for this disease. So. If you guys will go to youtube.com slash that's kind of neat, there's a video that has some links to where you can donate. Any little bit helps. I'm trying to raise five grand. Right now I'm at about a little under $2,000 and we have until November 2nd to get it done. So at the show, I'm going to have a big bucket where people can be donating. And um, yeah, I'm hoping that you guys will throw a few of your hard-earned dollars into that bucket because even the littlest bit helps. And uh, yeah, it's something that as we get older, our generation is going to have even more people with Alzheimer's than the previous. So it's something where we're like, we're looking out for our future if we research it now. All that was such a downer, except for the show. You should come to the show on October 25th and happy birthday to my, to my nanny on her 85th birthday. Um, yeah, we talked for a long fucking time today, so I'm going to get right into it. With that stuff, with all the announcements out of the way, if you go back, you can listen to episode 46. That was the first episode that we had her on. And in that one, we got all the way up to when she was about 23 and had moved to Texas. That's where we left off. She had just gotten married to my dad and they were moving to Texas. So we kind of start off around there with her trip down. And this one got very detailed because that was a big formative part of her life was like moving away from her hometown, being married being away from her family for the first time and then she gets pregnant with a little somebody named lee who you guys might have heard of before so that's kind of the stuff that we talk about i had a really lovely time talking to my mom and my dad interjects a little bit so you guys will get to hear my dad speak just a tiny bit yeah it was great family fun to be had for everyone so without further ado here is part two in the ongoing chronicles of the life of my mother karen louise shaner 
So what happens when you move to Texas? Oh, do you want to hear about the ride down? Sure. Tell me about the ride down. So I bought myself. You guys were driving from Pennsylvania to refresh those who were listening. Right? Oh, yes. We were driving from Pennsylvania. Your hometown of Easton? My hometown of Easton because okay. we had just gotten married like three days before that. Wow. So how was the wedding? Did we uh, talk about that? No. I don't think we talked about the wedding. Tell me about I don't know anything about you guys' wedding. Oh, you don't? No. Oh, okay. We got married in a Catholic church, St. Anthony's, Roman Catholic church, where I went. That's the church you grew up in. That's the church I grew up in. That's a question that I have. Dad being a Lutheran who was never really a religious guy, was it ever an issue? I find myself having issues with girls who are religious, and I tell them, well, I don't really believe in, in that sort of thing. Then it becomes an issue in their relationship. Were you the type that was trying to convert him ever? No, but the interesting thing is, before we got married... He went into the Air Force. Mm -hmm. So he was stationed in San Antonio for about nine months before we got married. He actually went to a priest down there and wanted to enroll in classes to become a Catholic. Oh, really? And So he was trying. He was trying. But then that priest kind of talked him out of it. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, we don't want you. Well. I don't know. So he never did go to the classes. But when he was young, well, he is Lutheran, but when he was young, he did all kinds of, as he told me, you know, church-related things with youth groups and everything. And then as he got older, then he didn't go to church. Okay. So anyway, we get married in a Catholic church. So because he wasn't Catholic, we couldn't have a mass, Uh like a full-blown mass, but we could still get married on the altar. Uh And (laughs) the priest was from Italy, and his... His accent was so heavy, you know, kind of the joke. Now, now you take this woman to be your lawfully wedded wife. I don't even know if he said our names right. Yeah. And so for a while it was a Coming joke like, are we really married? Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a trip. Um, and then we had um, how our... Many, how many people came? To our wedding? Yeah. I think there was probably between 125 and 150 and did people drive from his side of the family in western Pennsylvania to come to the wedding? They did. Yeah. How many people? Oh, well, his mom and dad were there yeah. and then his sister and um, some of his aunts and uncles. And yeah. I don't remember if any of his cousins came or not, but several of them drove over. So that was really nice. And then, but you have like a huge family in Easton, right? I do. Tons of cousins and everything. I do. So the church was filled with a lot of Noteros and Milkovitzes. Yes. Yeah. And it, it, we had a blast. We had our um, reception at the Sheraton Inn, which was a really nice hotel uh, in Easton at the time. Yeah. It's not even the Sheraton anymore. Yeah. Uh, so we had a... That's a Motel 6. I don't know what it is, but something not so probably terrific. Yeah. We had a cocktail hour first. What did you guys wear? Because I think I've seen wedding photos and they're funny. <laughs> Your poor dad. <laughs> I ordered his tux because yeah. he was in Texas. Uh-huh. And so he wore a white tuxedo. Very 80s. Very 80s. Well, 70s. Oh, 70s, actually, because yeah. it was 77. Yeah. And white shoes. Did it have tails? White socks. I can't. Mm, I don't remember if he wore I'm not tails a fan of the tuxes with tails. You know what? He might have worn tails. I Ugh. can't remember. I think he did. I well, think. yeah, because it was more of a later afternoon, evening type affair. Okay. So I think he did, actually. But his pants ended up being so short, they looked like high waters, and they didn't have enough material to to lengthen, l- them. to lengthen them. So your poor dad, that was a little bit of a, oh, 
Oops. <laughs> white socks, too. Uh, when you wear yeah. white tux, do you wear white socks? Yeah, white socks. You wear white shoes. <laughs> That's so weird to the wear white thing. socks when you're dressed up. I don't know. It's great. And Why that, did you want to go with white? I liked it. I wanted white. I did not want black. Mm. And it was July. Who wanted to wear black in July? You yeah. know, July 9th. Yeah. And uh, and I had what I thought. So you wore white too? Oh, yeah. I wore a beautiful white wedding gown. It, hmm. was, it was very simple, kind of like jersey material. Was that just to prove a point in the church? Ha, ha, ha. Come on. <laughs> I know you guys are out there getting it. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> You know, I don't say stuff like that. <laughs> Anyways. Um, <laughs> so, but this is funny. Um, yeah, my veil I had um, made special with, and um, they put the flowers on it that were part of the flowers of my dress. Daisies? Yeah, it was kind of like a daisy kind of a flower because daisies were my theme. Yeah. And my veil cost as much as my gown did, which, trust me, was nothing like I paid one hundred and ten dollars for the wedding for, for my wedding gown. So why did you want to get such an expensive veil? I don't know. I just really liked that one. It was really pretty. Do you still have it? Uh, I do. I yeah, think it's I'm, at my sister's house. Of course, you you have to still have it. I'm I surprised do. that it's not at our house. Well, I don't think I ever got it back to our house. For a long time, it was in my aunt Lou's. Yeah. Uh, at my aunt Lou's, and then it moved uh, to my sister's. Yeah. And I think it's still at my sister's, and it's all preserved. So if I ever have, you know, if I thought if I ever have a daughter, maybe she would want to wear my wedding gown. But yeah. you know what? If I ever have a future daughter-in-law, maybe she'd like to wear my wedding gown if she's my size. I've, I have a feeling that that was not probably viable. It's very pretty. It's not all like low cut and it's not all, yeah. you know, strapless like they do now. It was more appropriate for church. Well, you know, you know how I have a thing for the big ladies. So mm. no, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, How do you say what was, thick? What was you? <laughs> so weird. Going out of your mouth. What was uh, the reception like? Oh, it was fun. We had a um, a one hour cocktail hour first, and mm. that was an open bar. Mm. So we had you know beer and liquor and you yeah. know wine and whatever, whatever. And then we actually had a sit down dinner. So there's was there like a bunch of cops there since uh, Pappy was a sheriff. Uh, well, you know, friends of the family ones. Yeah. And and so. Yeah. It was fun. We had a whole mix of people. Yeah. Who was the best man? Rick Rose was the best man. Oh, yeah, I've met Rick Rose. Yeah, you met Rick. In yeah. fact, you used to, when we would go back east, you, you and Stephen and their three kids used to play together. Yeah, his daughters were fine back in the day. Yes, they were. Uh, who was the maid of honor? Carolyn Bernetti. Oh, yeah, I know her, too. Shout out to Carolyn. Yeah, yeah. Well, who was – like who – how many bridesmaids and groomsmen did you have? Well, we had two and two. That's it? Mm-hmm. That's funny because the only wedding that I've like officially been in, there was like 13 groomsmen. I didn't want a whole lot and I could have had more. Yeah. Um, But Judy Spag, Spag was in it. Oh, okay. And Lisa uh, Scalzo. Oh, you okay. know, Connie Nani's daughter. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then my brother – and dad's good buddy from high school, Louis Matus. So the reception was fun. Did you guys get hammered? You know, I don't think we did. I think we did. But after- <laughs> my, my dad's in here and he says, I think we did. <laughs> he might have. I don't think I did. But, but not only was the reception fun, we had a sit down dinner. We had a live band. That, yeah. You know, we didn't do a DJ or anything. We had a live band. Playing and- all Bee Gees? No, they played all kinds of stuff. Yeah. It, we got the band through um, Carolyn's cousin who um, oversaw a bunch of bands. Mm. And and, um, and then 
Afterwards, we went to my dad's house, and he had people over there. So everybody kind of migrated to my dad's after that because he had a really big backyard, and, you know, we had more to drink and, yeah. you know, just fun, fun, fun. Yeah. So dad had to take time off from the Air Force to, to or like some leave to like come up and get married, yeah? He did. He had to take leave, and he, he only had a very short amount of time. I think, I don't even know if he had two full weeks. I mean, yeah. it was like barely any time. And he, he found her. I don't really remember how he got there. He kind of found a ride with somebody who was coming that way and just— From Texas to, to Pennsylvania? That's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. So he, he, he hitchhiked pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. So dad has Pee-wee's Big Adventure to get back home. You guys get married, <laughs> and then three days later, you pack everything else up to head back down to Texas. Uh-huh. And you're in what? My Ford Pinto station wagon. Yeah. And it had no air conditioning. Ugh. Just, oh my gosh, it In was Ju- On July 12th. Yeah, around July 12th. And on the way down, I'm ashamed to admit, I just cried and cried and cried. The whole time? Oh, just about. And dad's probably thinking like, what the fuck did I get myself into? <laughs> probably. <laughs> not, not, not only that, my face broke out terribly on the way down. And so it was just a long drive going through, you know, the many states and getting down there. It was the very first time I ever ate catfish was on the way down. So that was like our honeymoon, driving down to Texas. Where'd you guys go? What states did you go through? Oh, we went, I think we had to start out through like Pennsylvania, West Virginia, maybe Virginia, Tennessee, Arkansas. And Texas. Yeah. Ooh, that means my geography is a little... How many days did it take? I, I missed that part. Oh, I don't know if I said... I don't know. Maybe we took three or four or five. I mean, not too many. Yeah. We just kept driving because Dad had to be back at work. And so you cried the whole time? Oh, yeah, just about the whole time. That's funny. Oh, I cried a lot. Did you take your dog down? No, my father wouldn't let me. Yeah. Uh, which dog was that? That was... Uh, I had my dog, Shane. Oh, yeah, Shane. Who was my Dalmatian that I bought... When I graduated from high school, yeah. and my dad said, you're not taking that dog down to Texas. Um, it's too hot down there for him. And besides, he's the mayor of 10th Street. What does that mean? <laughs> Why would he say that? Well, because so we, you bought a dog basically thinking it would be yours, and your dad fell in love with it? Yep. And he didn't want to give it up? Yes. And, and, he, and he was probably going, don't buy a damn dog. Oh, oh, I didn't even tell him I was buying one because we already had a dog named Poco, a little chihuahua, uh, that my mom had given us. Yeah. And... Um, Oh, my gosh. So my mom and I went and we found this dog, this Dalmatian, and it had it, it was had papers, AKC registered. Yeah. And so I brought it home. Oh, you should have heard my dad yelling at me. He was just, what do you think you're doing? You know. That, and that was the one that you have the painting with? Yeah. Isn't, yes. Or the fo- it's like a photo. Oh, it's a photo. Um, for my 21st birthday, my mom took us, the dog and me, Shane. Oh, this is good. His name is Shane. And I named the dog Shane when I was 18 years old. And I did not know your father. I didn't know any Shanes. I didn't know any Shaners. And so then I end up marrying a Shaner. How weird Which is, is that? weird because with my name being Lee Shaner, I feel like... 90% of my teachers growing up would always, if I raise my hand, they go, yeah, Shane, go ahead. And I'd be like, "Where? what? That's not my name. It's weird because where I worked, yeah. practically everybody called me Shaner. Yeah, strange. They didn't really call me Karen. Yeah. So. So anyway. Oh, yes. Yeah, so for so my you, 21st birthday, yeah. um, the dog and I had our portrait done. 
Nice. And it's like an oil painting print almost or something, isn't it? Yeah. What they used to do is take photographs uh. and then they would paint them on like a canvas. Uh. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I still have it. So someday it'll be yours. No, it's the most glorious <laughs> 70s looking thing of all time. It's And it's still hanging in our basement. And how about that scarf that I have around my neck? Yeah. Right? And like a striped sweater. <laughs> and a striped red sweater. bell bottoms. Oh, I had on brown bell bottoms. Brown bell bottoms. And I had shoes on that must have had like. Platforms. Oh my God. Yeah. Platform shoes. You guys drive down the whole time and you're, yeah. and you're crying the whole time. And mm-hmm. dad's. Going, like, what did I get myself into? I'm sure he was. And what happens when you get to Texas? Did you already have a house bought? No. So we lived, well, we hadn't, he found an apartment for us. On base? No. We never lived on base in Texas. We lived in an apartment on Wurzbach Avenue. Yeah. So the apartment wasn't ready when we got down there, but our, but Barry made really good friends and worked with this guy named Roland. Um, well, not oh. Roland, but Paul Dodd was his oh, name. Oh, yeah, I remember. remember okay. Paul and I Sue? mean, I know Paul and Sue Dodd. I know the name. I don't, yeah. I don't really have any actual memories of them, but I remember the name. Well, Sue, like before we left, um, before they left, Sue, used to, Sue babysat for you a little bit mm. um, because we always thought we would have kids at the same time. So she had Jonathan in November of 80, and then you were born in July of 81. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we Sue and Paul were at home in Colorado visiting their folks because mm-hmm. they were from Denver area. So they gave dad the key, and we stayed in their apartment until they came back and our apartment was ready. Mm. So our our living room uh, walls, you know, we shared a living room wall. Next to his best friend. Next to his best buddy, Paul. That's crazy. It was fun. So you guys were like a young, two young married couples living in an apartment complex next to each other. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's cool. Oh, yeah. We, I mean, there was a pool there. And, yeah. Uh, that's so crazy. And you guys were what, 20? 20, 20, 23. 23. That's so crazy because I think back when I was 23 and I was like such an idiot still. <laughs> like... I was just such a little kid still. Like, do you look back and go like, oh, 23, like I was really young. I, it, that was accepted no. at that time, huh? Oh, or not accepted, expected. but expected, expected, right? <laughs> expected. It was expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. now I feel that, I mean, maybe I'm a judgmental prick, but I feel like when people get married at 23 now, I'm like, are you crazy? I think that's too young. Yeah. I do. I really think that's too young because. But at the time, no. No, because that 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 was that was the way it was back then. You yeah. know, you went if you went to college, maybe you found somebody that you fell in love with, you got engaged, and then shortly thereafter you got married. Yeah, Dad, how quick was it before you knew you wanted to marry Mom? Uh, I knew right away. Right away? <laughs> like what? First night? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It was love at first sight. Yeah. Oh, you fucking sweetheart! <laughs> you are adorable. <laughs> no, he he did. <laughs> He did, you know. What? He did fall in love with me right away. Yeah, that's great. So did did I ever tell you what his mother said when he told her that he wanted to marry me? No. What do you think the first words out of her mouth were? You want to guess? Out of Grandma Shaner's to Dad? Uh, I don't know. Make a guess. What, are you crazy? No. What? Is she pregnant? Is she pregnant? Did I ever tell you that? Maybe. I don't know. That's funny. <laughs> but I wasn't. <laughs> is she pregnant? So, yeah. So that's the thing is like I always remember growing up, it was kind of like dad would go and he would work and you kind of handled like the logistical stuff. Like you you were the bill payer. Like you were the one who managed the money and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and I think like kind of always like when we were going to move to North Pole, I think like 
you were the one kind of pushing the issue more. Maybe, no, no, dad wanted to move. Oh, okay. Well, so my, my point of that is, but, but I did everything. Yeah. My, <laughs> so my point of that is like handling the paperwork and all that stuff. That was always kind of your duty. And so when you guys moved to Texas and you hadn't seen the apartment before and he'd already picked it out and had it all done, like, were you happy about it or were you like, Oh, what did, what did you do? Like, what is this place? Well, I was a nervous wreck about it because yeah. you know, we were moving to the 10th largest city in the United States of America at the time. Yeah. And, and I thought, oh, dear, I wonder what his judgment is like. Um, but he did a good job. Yeah. It was a very nice apartment complex, and we had a very nice apartment. It was um, a living room, teeny tiny kitchen. Dad was Dad was taller than the refrigerator freezer. I mean, what does that mean? I'm taller than my refrigerator. Oh, well, he was way taller than it. Oh. Um, it was just a little refrigerator freezer. Oh. And it had two bedrooms and one bathroom and what? a dining area. Oh, it was a two-bedroom? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Like in in L.A., a couple buying a two-bedroom, you have to be doing pretty pretty well. But well, in San Antonio, it was affordable back then, I'm sure. It was a – well, we didn't make very much money. Yeah. How did you – did you get a job right when you got oh, there? Oh, my God. I, I did. I started um, teaching kindergarten in a um, – like down there, they have like kindergarten in daycares kind of. Uh-huh. And not all kindergartens are in like a school. It's right. okay to go to kindergarten and daycare because then they go to kindergarten and then they stay on for the rest of the day in daycare till the parents can pick them up. So I taught kindergarten uh, the very first year. And I wasn't really – dad said, oh, you know, maybe you don't have to get a job the very first year. We'll see how it goes. But his pay was so little that – and we only had one car. And so since he and Paul worked together – they would carpool. They would carpool. And then Sue um, worked at a McDonald's, which was right down the road. So she walked. Really? Mm-hmm. A McDonald's? Mm-hmm. See, that's what's so crazy to me is like you guys were that young mm-hmm. that like working at a McDonald's still seemed viable. Yeah. You know what I mean? She and was like a manager are, or something. That's, or assistant and, and, manager. And yet you guys were like ready to have families and stuff. Like that's – to me, I'm like you got to get the McDonald's out of your system before you can have a family. That's how I feel. <laughs> well, we didn't have nowadays. you until four yeah. years later. Yeah, yeah. So – but, so she's working at McDonald's, but you had your degree in elementary or like in education? Yeah, it was elementary education yeah. with a minor in psychology. Yeah. And I had already taught fourth grade, Yeah, you know, in Pennsylvania before I got married. For the nine months, like? It, actually, I got hired. Well, they they went on strike that year. Oh, so you were a scab. So I, and, oh, no, I did not go in. Okay. I, I was working at a bank as a bank teller. Did I tell you that part? Yeah, I think we talked about that. Okay. And then, um, and then I... Got my dad said, I think that you should apply, you know, for a teaching job. Mm-hmm. And I said, Well, what if I get married and move? And he says, I think you should apply for a teaching job. He was probably thinking <laughs> he that was I saying, wasn't going get to married. get married. Don't get married, That's don't right. Yeah. And so I applied and then I got the job. Yeah. So I started teaching like for I taught for hundred and twenty days that year. Okay. So, so you had so a little bit on your resume. So you start I did. So you start applying around, you get a job teaching t- kindergarten at right. a daycare school. Yes. And then h- how long do you stay there? Only one year. And how did you like it? Oh, I liked it real well. Yeah. Oh, this is interesting. The man and the lady who owned it, the lady was from France. Uh, and so, and I so still you, remembered how to speak French like, oh, at the time. Je, je, je parle un peu de français. <laughs> I did. And, yeah. and so, so it was really fun. Yeah. And I had, oh, I had the cutest class ever. I only had 20 kids uh, and I had five Jennifers, five Jasons, and 10 assorted. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That was weird. Yeah. So I taught there for a year. Because all I grew up with was Jennifer's and Jason's and Jessica's. 
that that makes sense sociologically speaking mm-hmm. with that neighborhood what was the racial makeup of or like the ethnic makeup of the neighborhood you guys are staying in were you guys in a uh white neighborhood it Mexican was neighbor- more like it wasn't really a neighborhood yeah. it was more like a like uh it, it was more like if you're coming off the freeway mm-hmm. and there's an apartment complex one block over mm. and there it is and then there's other stores and mcdonald's and things around it's it. like the apartment complex i currently live in yeah, kind of is. <laughs> so, see, I started out like that. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I'm just 10 years later. That's all. There you go. No big deal. So, yeah, well, then what? So then um, we lived in that apartment. Oh, that apartment was fun. We had a pool and we just, you know, we had a good time. We did lots of stuff with lots of people. Oh, my God. Your dad was involved in like every sport imaginable. He played flag football. He played softball. He played baseball. He played played um tennis he swam Swim. he played um basketball you said basketball oh I did. you're repeating yourself at this point oh, but that's fine okay. he Football. played he played every every, every intramural sport that yep. that the air force offered he was involved he was involved and you you excelled at all of them because you're a big tall guy and you're pretty athletic yeah yeah. So yes. he says, yes, he was excelling. So, that, he, I feel like if I was in the Air Force playing intramurals, he's a dude I would want to have on my team because he's go. very tall and useful in many sports. So consequently, we used to go, you know, I used to go and watch him play sports all the time. Yeah. And so I met a lot of people through there and we met a lot of couples through there that we hung out with. Yeah. So after we lived in the apartment complex for, I'm going to say a year. Yeah. Dad says, I think we should buy a house. And I'm like, we can't afford a house. Are you crazy? He says, well, I think we should buy a house. And mm-hmm. so we start looking for a house. Mm-hmm. So actually, I thought it was so cool that you found 5959 Cliff Valley Drive yeah. on, on the uh, on the Google Maps the other day. To not be like too, um, you know, inside baseball or postmodern or whatever. What she's talking about is... Uh, this trip, you found a bunch of old savings bonds that I just cashed in. And so on the savings bonds, some of them were 30 years old and they had our address that of the first house that I ever lived in after I was born. And it was 5959 Cliff Drive, San Antonio. Cliff Valley. Or Cliff Valley Drive. So if you guys want to look at that on Google Maps, I posted it on Twitter already. But like <laughs> that's uh, that is the house that I was that I was basically brought back from the hospital too. Oh yeah. And when I showed you the picture, you said, Oh, we planted those, that tree and those bushes that are there now. And yeah, it's like a perfect little piece of suburbia. It was, it was a perfect little piece of suburbia. When we moved there, there were only seven streets Mm -hmm. and then they started building, you know, behind us and, Mm -hmm. you know, just all around us. I actually remember our neighbor. That's one of, one of my few memories of, of San Antonio. And this is getting past where, where we need to go. But I remember our neighbor, like Caroline or something like that. Oh, yeah. Milton Caroline. Yeah. They so, live behind us. Yeah, an old lady. And I feel like she was probably always wearing moo-moos kind of. And she had like she did. short, curly afro that was like salt and pepper. Like mm-hmm. like just like probably a little old Jewish lady or something. But she or wasn't Jewish. German or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. German, I think. Yeah. So anyways, did you guys have like hobbies or like pastimes other than going? Like, was it like, oh, we'd go to watch dad play flag football. And then afterwards, we would all go grab a beer and play pool and stuff like that. Or what were you guys doing? Yeah. <laughs> well, we w- they would bring beer. Okay. And and then we played a lot of cards. Okay. So we you guys a had a lot yeah. of cards. I actually do remember being a kid having a lot of poker games at the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but you know, I didn't play poker, but we used to play a game called spades. Oh, yeah. And so we would have different people that would, you know, partner up. We won't, weren't always partnered with each other. Yeah. And so you guys would have spades parties at the house oh. or at the primary or like just wherever. Well, at the house, we had yeah. all kinds of stuff. We always had 
food and people at yeah. the house all the time. But this is kind of interesting. Well, I love that house. It was a brand new house. How did no, you guys find it? You know, because the internet didn't exist back no, then. No, no, yeah. we, no, nobody had on, a computer could, or anything. Couldn't, couldn't go on Craigslist. No, we didn't go on Craigslist yeah. either. Dang, how did we find that house? The newspaper. Well, yeah, I did. I, um, Sue and I were looking in the newspaper, and we found this new development called uh, – it was the Great Northwest, and then it was divided into three sections. Were Sue and Paul and you and Dad competitive as couples like on some, oh, they're buying a house now. I better go buy a house then. Well, the fun part is that we found our house, and a couple months – like three months later, they moved into a house. The block behind – the block like yeah. our back our backyards would meet, and their house was like a few houses down. No shit. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, so it was really fun. So we could just walk to each other's house, yeah. you know. Yeah, you, so you find the house in the newspaper. You start looking at the we newspaper. Find, yeah, we start looking in the newspaper and we look at some of these houses. And I fell in love with that house because it had a stone, a real stone front. It wasn't like fake stones. And I liked where it was. It was kind of on the end. It wasn't on the corner, but it was more toward the end of a block. And... um you know, we, I mean, grass had to be planted. I mean, there was nothing. It was a brand new development. Mm. And it was in, you know, it was close to a mall. And actually, back then, that was like almost in the country because, you know, it was off of Fort, this road called 410. Mm-hmm. And then behind the main road behind it was 1604, but 1604 was like totally rural. Uh-huh. And, um, and for anybody who's been to San Antonio now, you'll know almost where it is because SeaWorld is out there off of 1604. <laughs> okay. So, just in case you're interested. You're getting, you're, you're getting very so, specific. I know. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's me. It's fine. And then um, – so anyway, we moved in and then Sue and Paul moved in a few months later. And let's see. We moved in kind of like September-ish of 1978. Mm. Oh, you want to know what our house payment was? Yeah. $355 a month. A month? And we could barely afford it, and that included tax. So how much was the house then? Two, 20 grand? 30 grand? 32750 32 grand for a house. How much do you think that house is worth now? When I checked several years ago, it was worth like 100000 Still not, yeah, still not a bad deal. No, still yeah. not. A, um, no, still yeah. not a bad deal. So like thirty two seven fifty, it was three hundred fifty five. Thirty two thousand dollars for a house. That's so crazy. And it had three bedrooms, two bathrooms, um, living room, dining area, nice kitchen. Yeah, you know, nice big backyard, nice front yard. I remember one the car backyard, garage. and you guys put a swing in there when I was a kid. Oh yeah, we put a swing set in there. So. Yeah, when did you guys get the dogs? Because when I was born, you guys had Loki and Daisy. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Daisy being a recurring theme and Dalmatians being a recurring theme. Uh, Daisies are your favorite flower, so one of them got named that. Dalmatians, 101 Dalmatians. Wh- like, what came first, your love for that movie or your love for the do- the Dalmatians? The love for the Dalmatians because my cousin Jackie in Pennsylvania had a Dalmatian. Yeah. And he ha- he was quite a bit old. Well, probably he's maybe 10 years older than me. Yeah. And so... When he was maybe in his 20s or something, I was 10, and he had a Dalmatian, and I loved his dog. He used to bring it out to my grandparents' farm. And so 101 Dalmatians, the movie wasn't out yet? Well, it probably was. I don't. Yeah, that's old, isn't yeah. it? Well, I don't know. You're old. Mm, I guess I am. <laughs> <laughs> I am? <laughs> so, 
I don't know. So anyway, I don't, I don't even my, remember. I don't, I don't know my Disney history. I don't know the Disney history yeah. either. But that's how I fell in love with Dalmatians. So uh, I used to say, I'm going to get a Dalmatian when I get old. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so that's the thing is that my brother and I, well, Stephen and I, we always knew as kids that 101 Dalmatians was your favorite movie. Oh, it was. It was. And so our whole thing was like, we knew that my mom liked three things definitively. One of them was her birthstone, which is Amethyst. One of them was flowers, which are daisies. And one of them was her favorite movie, which is 101 Dalmatians. So we would always buy one of those three <laughs> things for your birthday or Christmas. And uh, so I didn't know if I didn't know which came first, the chicken or the egg, as far as like why you had Dalmatians in real life. So now I know it's because of your cousin Jackie. That's right. So how long was it that you guys were in that house before you decided you want to get some dogs? <laughs> Very quickly. Um, we moved in like September. And then the fir- that first year that we were married, dad worked a regular like eight to three. Uh-huh. And then that- eight, eight in the morning till three in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when right after we moved into the house, shortly after we moved into the house. That's not bad hours, by the way. Oh, no. That's pretty tight hours. He worked three to 11. Oh, and so, it's, so-, so it flip-flopped after a few months? After the first year. Oh, so okay. now we're in the house and now he has to work three to 11. I'm home by myself. Yeah. I'm the biggest chicken in like, I'm a big chicken. Yeah. And so um, dad says, well, I think we need to get you a dog. And I said, okay. <laughs> so, so which one did you get? So we got Loki. Yeah. And we looked in the paper because I said, well, if we're getting a dog, I want a Dalmatian. And so we looked in the paper and we ended up, you know, going across town um, and we get this Dalmatian and he's just as cute as could be. And so we name him Loki because he's a little bit crazy. And so I used to go out and walk Loki every day because yeah. now I worked. But you guys named him Loki also because dad has an affinity for Norse mythology. Oh, yeah. So dad. So he really picked the name. Yeah. So and that's the thing is that all of our dogs throughout the, the dog you guys have right now. Doc. Doc. It's the first dog that has not been named after. Well, beside my Daisy. Besides Daisy. And mm-hmm. well, and the one that I named Grover. Yes, Grover. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the all the other dogs have been Norse mythology, mm-hmm. right? That's Loki, true. Thor, Odin, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So you guys get Loki and So Dad yeah. Dad Dad I now then I went to teach sixth grade yeah. at a different school. Mm-hmm. Okay. Once you got the house. Once I got the house. Yeah. Then I got a job and I taught sixth grade. Yeah. And I stayed at that school for four years. And I so I taught sixth grade, then fourth, then second, then fourth at that school. But anyway. So we're at the house, and I have the dog. Dad's working 3 to 11. So I come home from school. I walk the dog. And that's how I met one of my most um, most dear friends that's still my friend, Jane. So Jane and Scotty White, that's how I met them because uh-huh. Jane had a little schnauzer named Honey, uh-huh. and she used to walk Honey all the time. Uh-huh. So Jane and I met while we were dog walking, and we used to take the dogs down to this field and let them run, and, you know, just we got to talk. And she's from England, uh-huh. and uh, we became really good friends, and I saw her about four years ago when I was in San Antonio. Nice. Oh, so she stayed there. Mm-hmm. She's still there. They nice. moved to a different area of town, but she's still there. Yeah. Sick. So, but then, um, while dad was working, I would do, um, aerobics with one of my friends two days a week. Yeah. I would do jazzercise with my friend, another friend two yeah. days a week. And then two days a week, I would do like ballet and, you know, and a ballet class. Well, are you trying to work off class. that freshman 15? <laughs> I know. Yes. Is that what it was? 
well, that and you know, good exercise, and it was, and they were, you know, jazzercise <laughs> yeah, and, and aerobics. Eighties exercise rage. was a real revolution. Like <laughs> he probably had on some high top Reeboks and oh. uh, you know a bunch of like leotards. Hey, tell me, we wore leotards and we wore those, you know, those headbands, headbands yeah, around our heads. Were you getting perms at the time? Oh yeah, yeah, because the picture that you gave me for my birthday this year <laughs> when I was born, when I was like a baby, baby, like you had the craziest like Afro perm. I did, but that was like so in. Yeah. Well, I, w- I was totally with it. I'm sorry that you had to go through that. <laughs> I really liked it. So you're teaching sixth grade. And I remember a story of you, you had a student die of malaria. Was that at that, around that time? Or was that much later? Oh, my goodness. I can't believe you remember that. It was from a mosquito bite. It wasn't malaria. Well, I think mosquito bites give you malaria. I know, but I don't think it was malaria. I think it was oh. something else. Oh. I can't remember what, though. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that'll make me like cry. He was such a sweetheart. John was his name. He was in sixth grade. No, oh. he was a he was a student of mine when I taught fourth grade, and then a couple like either a year or two after oh. he um he got bitten by something and he died, and it was just oh my goodness, saddest thing. I had a sister too. Um, yeah, it was so sad. What a nice family. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. So. Yeah. You're teaching kids. What kind of school were you teaching at? I was teaching at a Catholic school then. Yeah. And it was so, I worked with the most fun staff. They were awesome. You know, uh, lay people like me and then nuns also. Lay people? What is that? Well, you know, not nuns. People that aren't nuns. <laughs> people that aren't nuns. Civilians. Civilians. So I, I. So um, you're working with a bunch of nuns? Mm-hmm. And was it like, was this back when martial law, or not martial law, is that what you call, what is it when, uh, or capital punishment? Like could, could the nuns hit you with a ruler still back then? I, I well, at that time in any school, you could have. Cor- corporal punishment. Corporal punishment. That's what I meant. Yeah. Not oh, did I ever tell about the time I had to um, to not in this school, in a different school, in a public school yeah. that I had that my principal. I was walking down the hall. And my principal called me in, and he said, "Mr. Shaner, come here." And so I walked. I he, walked. And he in spanked his you. That seems inappropriate. <laughs> No. And he was he was going to paddle a kid, not oh. one not one of my kids. Yeah. He was going to paddle a kid, and he you know you have to have a witness. Oh, and so I to had, make sure that you you don't overdo it. Mm-hmm. That seems cr- I mean, looking back on that, does that seem insane to you or what? Well, I said to my class, oh, I, I was like, oh, like it took my breath away. Yeah. Um. So I went back to my class because I was teaching fourth grade at the time. And you're like, promise and me I that said, none of you will ever need to get. Listen, paddled. you guys. You need to listen and follow my directions the first time because I'm not planning on sending anybody to the office because I don't want anybody to have to get paddled. So that's kind of the deal. You listen to me. I save your your tush. (laughs) Wow. Oh, it really affected me. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't know if they still do um, corporal punishment in some states or not. I don't think that's legal. In Alaska, they don't. I don't think that's legal anywhere in the country anymore. Mm. Like I feel like that's very archaic. It is. And and you know what? It doesn't really work. It doesn't work. I don't think so either. I think it just breeds more violence. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Just my humble opinion anyway. So you're teaching. You have the house. You have a dog. How long is it till you get the other dog? Because there was Loki, the the male, who mm-hmm. was a stud, and then there was Daisy. How um, well, she was a litter after him. I'm going to say about so, six months. Their brother and sister, though? Their brother and sister are a litter deci- apart. What made you decide you wanted to get another dog? Oh, because of your dad. What? Um, oh, you know, Loki needs a buddy. So when he's home, you know, he's not all by himself. Yeah. I'm like, 
I don't need another. You know, this yeah. is my story always. I don't need another dog. Well, yeah, that's the funny thing. I was going to say the fact that you wanted to get the dog uh, is like so funny because I feel like we've spent our whole lives like every time a dog dies, you're like, I'm never getting another dog. What? And then as soon as we get another <laughs> dog, you're like, oh, this is my little baby. He's the best dog we've had yet. Every time. What does it matter with me? You know what I mean? And I'm like, mom, just give it a rest. Like, you know, you're going to get another dog. Like, chill out. So, so I said, if we get another dog, it has to be a girl because always there have been all male pets, yeah, you know? Yeah. So we end up getting my little Daisy and she was just the cutest thing. She was the smartest little thing. She was housebroken the first day. Yeah. Wow. I think she peed in the house once and that was it. Yeah. And she was awesome. Yeah. So now that you had a better paying job teaching elementary school and dads in the better paying job. No, worse. (laughs) Better paying job. The most that I made um, there at that school was, I think, $10,000 a year. But that was after several years. Yeah. So, but maybe that wasn't very much. That's not very much. 10,000, you said? Yeah. Oh, that's like below poverty line nowadays. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So did you have a second job too? I did. We're doing what? Well, your dad and I always had second jobs until you were born. Yeah, what were you guys doing? Um, well, your dad was a... Um, Phlebotomist. No, he wasn't. He was a kidney dialysis tech. Yeah, kidney, I know that. Yeah, he was a kidney dialysis tech. Yeah. And so he got a part-time job at a downtown hospital doing yeah. dialysis. Yeah. So that was his second job. And that was uh, that was how he got his 10,000 hours in with needles because the one thing I do remember is that everyone used to come up to me on Ielsen and go, you know, your dad is the only person that can find my my veins. He he was he 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 would always first try be able to tap a needle right into me and draw blood. So that's probably where you got became an expert on that was doing kidney dialysis, huh, Dad? Yeah, probably. Yeah, and and you know he was also good at doing stitches too. Oh yeah, I, I, did, I did know that. Yep. Yeah. So anyhow, um, my second, <laughs> I had some interesting. I had two interesting second jobs. Yeah. Um, one one summer, my second job was going. I think I. I drove across town to a tall building. I had to go up an elevator, sit in a little room, and make phone calls to try to sell things like to people in the evening. Was all, you know how you look through the phone book and you know. Yeah. And that's oh, I did that. So you were a, you were just a salesperson, a solicitor on the, on the phone. Yeah, you would just cold call people and try to get them to buy stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's scum of the earth. I shit. know. Yeah. But but my other second job was a really good second job. What? I worked at a place called Learning Foundations as a tutor. Nice. And I did that during the school year. And actually, I did that until just a couple weeks before you were born. Yeah. So when does it get to the point where you, like, did you guys start trying to get pregnant or was it just kind of like, like we're married and it'll happen when we, when it happens or was it like, I'm going to get off birth control and get pregnant? Yeah, it was, it was that. Yeah. So that's a question for you being that you're raised Catholic and all that. No, 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 no. I'm not going to dig too deep into it, but like, I know some Catholics that are like, oh, no birth control. No, this, that moon cycle only yada, yada, yada. When did you make that decision that you're like, nah, birth control's chill. When I was in college, mm. when I was in college, and I t- did I, I did I ever email you the the story that the about um, birth control being invented by a Catholic man? Oh yeah, you did. Did you ever read that? I did. Really interesting, right? It is very interesting. Yeah, yeah it's a good I story. Know. So see, now you know I'm a bad person. Well, I don't think I don't think that's bad <laughs> at all. I think that's like logical. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. uh, so when does it get to the point? Like, do you guys sit down and have a conversation? Like, hey, let's like start a family now. 
Well, I think it probably happened like, you know, after Sue had Jonathan, he was such a cutie yeah. and, you know. I mean, were you guys kind of feeling out marriage first to make sure it was going to last or something? Like, <laughs> why'd you wait for four years, five years? I don't know. Yeah. Just, we were having a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, we knew a lot of people. We, we did a lot of things. And, and we were doing nobody's. Fun. Yeah, yeah, we were young and it was fun. Yeah, yeah. And we were in a different city and it was a big city. And I mean, down in San Antonio, we were always doing stuff. Yeah, because Easton and Leechburg are both tiny. So that, oh, was, yeah. that must have been like oh, all of a sudden you guys were living a big urban lifestyle. It was crazy. I mean, you know, start, starting with, you know, February was Rodeo and, and you know, then April was Niosa, you know, Night yeah. in San Antonio. Yeah. I mean, just and then sports things and exercising and just going out and playing cards. Oh, we used to go dancing all the time. All the time. Yeah. So. So, so, you... then, so then Sue has the baby. Oh, and then you know what else? Huh. Um, you know, Barb had Brianna. Oh, yeah, your cousin Barbara. And I saw Brianna and I was like, oh, she's so cute, you know. Yeah. And then I thought, ah, maybe we should have kids before I get too old because – and your grandmother, would, Shainer, would tell you this, too. Um, I always said, if we don't have any kids before I'm 30, I'm not having any kids. Why? Because I didn't want any kids after I was 30. Why? That's like a smart. That's like what smart people do. They have their kids later. <laughs> I wanted to have my – if I was having kids, I wanted them before I was 30 because then I, I wanted them to be grown up. I wanted to have energy. Yeah. And then I wanted them to be grown up and gone and then I could still so do how, something. So how long was it until you got off the birth control that you got pregnant? Pretty quick or was it – did, did you get scared? No? No, pretty quick. Like, it was pretty quick? Mm-hmm. Huh. Like the first time we weren't paying attention. So, Dad, you didn't even get to practice any. <laughs> What well, is- oh, well, the interesting thing is then then that next year after he worked 3 to 11 for a year, yeah. the next year he worked 11 to 7. Oh, so you had a full on night shift so while you were pregnant. So you had a full on night shift. No, not oh. no. Bef- well, when, that, wh- when I was going to yeah, get pregnant. Yeah, yeah. And so you know. So you guys were having to do the afternoon delights to try and have me. No, I was working. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we never like even saw each other except for the two nights that he had off. Oh, what a, what a, that sounds like a hassle. Well. Yeah. But it was okay. You know, I, I made lots of friends by this time. Yeah. And I used to. You so know, you weren't crying anymore. <laughs> I wasn't. No. You know, when I cried though, my, I forgot to tell you this, my very first year when we lived in that apartment. Yeah. Well, you know. I'm not a good cook. I probably told you that before. Oh, oh, you've told me that? I've had to eat your food growing up. I, the Part of the reason that I think I love restaurants so much and I, and I love like trying to learn to cook is because like, no offense, you're not a great cook. I know. You are, I, I, do, I always give you credit and I say that you are the – you make the best Italian food that I've ever that – I, that I eat. Like that is my – that would be like my deathbed food is like bring me my mom's Aww. like sauce and meat. That's balls. so sweet. Uh, but anything else you can't really cook. That's true. Ch- you'll mess up some chicken. You'll mess up know. some pork chops. Like it happens. Um, but that's okay. So hey, you know what it is? Speaking you, of pork chops. You don't like salt. You don't put salt on anything. That's I say, mom, the basis of cooking is put salt and pepper on things. I don't like salt. I don't like pepper. Oh, no. I put pepper now. Yeah. I do. But so I make these pork chops yeah. when we're first married. Yeah. Your dad and I are sitting at the oh, table. Oh, so this is the story that, that brought that up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. And he said some mean, nasty things about my pork chops. What did he say? I don't remember. It was so mean and nasty. I put it out of my head, but I do remember that I started to cry. Probably that they tasted like pork or probably I, that they tasted like cardboard. I took my plate to the bedroom and I locked the door and ate in there. Yeah. <laughs> was, and you probably choked it out going, he's right. These are disgusting. 
God damn it. And then I remember making my first lasagna and it was just the two of us, right? But I but I followed the recipe and I made this huge lasagna. Yeah. And he's like, What's the matter with you? Don't you know how to cook for two people? And again, I well, cried. Well, but and that's the thing too, is lasagna is a big party platter kind of. I like it's not know. something you can really cook small. And and lasagna is good in the fridge for like at least four days. I know. So, that's what I was trying to tell him, yeah. but he was making me cry. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, where were we? You, you were saying I, you know, I wasn't a really good cook, and I didn't, oh. and, I, and that made me cry, et cetera, et cetera. So you, you guys get pregnant, and what's the reaction? Are you ecstatic? Oh, Lee, I didn't. This is kind of personal. You think people want to hear that? Yes. Okay. I didn't even. No, not that I'm stupid, yeah. but I didn't even know for three months. Three months. Pregnant. What the fuck? <laughs> How do you not know for three months? Like <laughs> while you got, you're trying to get pregnant. Like no, we didn't try. Like you, like you. We weren't trying. Three months, like so, shit. So, what were you? What is that going to be a toilet baby? I don't know. Jesus, well, I didn't. I didn't gain any weight, and you know, I didn't get any bigger up top. Yeah. I never felt sick with you. Yeah. And so this is kind of funny. Um, I go. I but go, I mean, you didn't notice like you were late for three months. I did, but I never was regular. Uh, and so it di- it didn't like yeah, phase yeah, me. Yeah. So anyway, I go home for Christmas that year. <clears throat> I, mm. I stayed at my dad's and my mom was over there mm-hmm. and I was getting changed. And my mom says, do you have something to tell me? I said, no. She said, I think you have something to tell me. And I said, no. Like mm. what? And she says, I think you're pregnant. I said, oh, you're crazy. I'm not pregnant. She says, oh, you are. And I said, no, I'm not. She said, yes, I can just tell you are. So anyway, I dismissed it. Mm-hmm. And then I flew back to San Antonio um, for New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. And we spent it with Roland and his family, you know, because we always spent New Year's Eve there. Ro- Roland, for you, that's like a little postmodern too. Roland oh. is a, one of my dad's other best friends that he worked at the clinic with, right? Yep. And that became like kind of your oh, there are his adopted, ado- adopted brother. Yeah. Yes, they're yeah. our adopted family. Big Mexican family. I actually do have a one memory of like going over to Roland's mom's house and like mm-hmm. all of his brothers and everything were there. And it was brothers, like sisters. so many people. Yeah. And your dad at the time was working in hemodialysis, you know, kidney dialysis. Yeah. So he says... So I told him what my mom said when I came home. And he so was, you, you were at home. Your mom says, I think you're pregnant. And you st- it still didn't like make sense to go to a Rite Aid and get a pregnancy test? No, I don't even. Did they have them back then? They didn't have pregnancy tests? Like how would I people ever I suppose they did. I'm sure they did. Well, I, I didn't do that. Yeah. But so I tell your dad and your dad says, well, I'll bring home a clean catch cup and, you, and I'll take it into work. Yeah. And so, so he, I gave... I did a urine sample before he went to work. Yeah, and he and takes then he it took in. it to work. Yeah, and so I he worked. He had to be at work like four thirty in the morning. And after one little one little taste test, he said, "Yep, she's pregnant." <laughs> oh, that's is that what that's, that what No, oh. that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so, and so he gets it tested, and it comes back positive. He, and so the telephone rings. I'm still in. It's a work day, but yeah. I'm still in bed, right? Because yeah. he had to be to work at three thirty in the morning. Yeah. So he calls me up. And I hear all these people from the hemodialysis unit, and they're going on the telephone, Good morning, Mom! Time to get up! And I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're all like, you're pregnant! And I'm like, oh, what? So anyway, then I go to the doctor, and he tells me that... You know, he says if reality for three months pregnant, he says if a, if if AMC was a channel right now, there'd be a whole show about you. I didn't know I was pregnant. <laughs> so I know. 
know, right? Jesus. And so anyway, never got sick a day. Yeah. Felt fantastic. And so did you start showing soon after? I, well, you were, you were conceived like early October. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I didn't have to wear maternity clothes until after. That's crazy that I got conceived on one of the only two times that you guys have ever had sex. <laughs> I know, like, right? Yeah, it's crazy that just me and Steven were born on the two times you guys have had sex. Ugh. <laughs> it's so special. So gross to think about those two times. Yuck. So so I didn't start wearing maternity clothes until after my birthday uh, at the end of February. Yeah. Okay. So that was a long time. Yeah. So anyway, it was so much fun. And... I taught second grade the year that I was pregnant with you. Yeah. And I had this great class. There were like 33 or 34 kids in my class. Yeah. And that year, like 17 of them had the chicken pox at different times during the year. It was Yeesh. like a chicken pox infestation. But anyway, when I would do my reading groups, um, I, we would be reading. The kids would be reading. I would be reading. And they would sit there and they would look at my stomach, my abdomen, and they'd see you moving. Mm. And they would talk to you. It's because I, I already stomach. knew how to read at that I, point. That's I think why. that's how you learned how in, to read. In the stomach, I already knew how to read. Because those kids loved you so much. Mm. So one day, Sister Maculata was our principal. Mm-hmm. So one day, um, she comes over to my office, uh, to my classroom, mm-hmm. and she says, um, Mrs. Shaner, um, you have to come with me. And I said, why? Um, she said, I have somebody else coming over for your class. And I'm like, okay, where are we going? She said, oh, something's wrong with lights. I need your help. And I'm thinking, why would she need my help with lights? Mm-hmm. So she takes me over to this big, um, like a multi-purpose room that we had. Mm-hmm. And I walk in and the parents of the kids in my class mm-hmm. threw a huge baby shower really oh my gosh that's very sweet it was so sweet they all the moms were there and they why had was sister gifts. macchiato like a hard ass what was her name immaculata immaculata yeah. hey that's my new rap name <laughs> um. I, I, I loved her she was from she was from ireland i loved her uh, okay yeah, so they threw a surprise baby shower. Yep. Who watched the class? It didn't matter. It was oh, like I can't whatever. remember yeah, because, you know, it was like such a whirlwind. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, so how long did that party last? All the rest of the day? The rest of the afternoon. Oh, that's very sweet. And so it was fun, 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 yeah, fun. That's great. all good ones. Uh-huh. What? Oh, the nuns? <laughs> or what? The presents? It was very much fun. Yeah. So then you were, um, oh, so then you were born. July, July 8th, 8th 1981. 1981. Uh, the most epic day in history. I know. That's a, a big day. It was a big it was day. A big day in my life. And <laughs> mine too. Yeah. You know what? Four days before, yeah. July 4th, um, we had a big party. Dad says, let's have a party. Let's have a cookout at our yeah, house. You guys were party animals. Um, we were. I'm like, I'm going to have this baby any day. Yeah. And you want to have a cookout at the house. So he, of course, he's like, yeah, we're going to dance it out. <laughs> so. Oh, dance it out oh my God. We went to to our friend's wedding like in May, the end of May, I think, when I was pregnant with you. Yeah. I still remember what I had on. I had on a red dress with white polka dots and it had a little jacket that was a white jacket with red polka dots. Yeah. And oh my God, we danced up a storm. Uh-huh. It was so fun. That's probably why you have such good rhythm too, did you get, from me. Yeah, I'm sure. Did you mm-hmm. get really big with me or what? Like, did you gain a lot of weight in the long run? I gained 25 pounds. Yeah. And so... Well, uh, you weighed well, nine I mean, you're, one. you're tiny. You're like five foot two. So like, did mm-hmm. that... Did, did, did it look crazy having a big stomach at that height or what? I had the... I have the greatest picture. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It was taken yeah. on the 4th of July at that party. Yeah. I was sitting back like on a couch and I had my hands like behind my back yeah. and 
I didn't plan this, but there was a basketball on the floor. Yeah. And, and you could see the basketball on the floor, and then you could see my, my belly. Yeah. And it looked exactly the same. Yeah, you looked like a well, basketball. Because of your Spalding tattoo on your stomach, right? It's the greatest picture. Yeah, yeah. You know how you always say some pictures are like happy accidents? Yeah, yeah, it's happy. yeah. that's great. So uh, how was labor with me? Like, well, I, It seems like I was a pretty chill pregnancy. Well, you were a great pregnancy, but you were a terrible labor. Mm, why? Stephen was a harder, harder. Yeah, you guys had to pull me out. You guys had to like labor. pull me out with chopsticks or something. They, like, we, they had to pull you out with forceps. forceps. It's like basically be, people picture them pulling me out with some giant <laughs> salad tongs. Exactly. That's what had to happen because I had a giant head. Apparently, I don't know why. Yeah. They were like, "Oh my god, he weighs nine one," and I'm like, nine one." Yeah, I came out as a full grown baby gorilla. He, and, oh, he did look like a little baby yeah, monkey. He, he was so cute. He, he yeah. had hair, hair everywhere. That's funny. He was adorable. Yeah. How, he was a very good baby. Yeah, how was I as a baby? Very good baby. Yeah. Quiet, oh, yeah. slept good? Oh, you were a great sleeper. You were good to take out. Steven was. We used, to take you, we used to take you bowling when we would go bowling. Yeah. And you know those little kind of like... Um, uh, Here's a wicker baskets. Yeah, yeah. We used to put you in a wicker basket at the bowling alley. Nice. Here's a fun fact uh, that I didn't really know, uh, or maybe maybe it's just a sociological thing that I've kind of picked up as I, as I've gotten older. But it seems like if you are raised on an air force base, mm-hmm. you're much better at bowling than the average population because <laughs> that's one of the few like that's real. This is real. Okay, the other night for my friend Romo's birthday, who uh-huh. hopefully I don't, hopefully you guys will meet him one day. But no, we met him already. You we guys, were in oh, his yeah, place you, already. Oh, that's right. You, you did. You guys did meet Romo. Okay, so Romo's birthday was the other night. We went to the, these bowling alley, a uh, bowling alley, and, and um, oh, how'd you do? So that's the thing is, I bowled a one ninety two. Oh dang! I, my first five frames were all strikes. <laughs> like, and, and here's the thing though is, I was with a bunch of like artsy fartsy kids, like hipster kids, who were like. <laughs> Why is this fucking bro jock like bowling with us? Like, cause I was like killing it. I was crushing like I was Homer Simpson or Al Bundy or something. And they're, and they're all getting gutter balls. And I was like, they're like, why are you so good at bowling? And I'm like, on an Air Force base, that's all there is to do. You, you bowled a, every Saturday. You have a bowling alley and a Burger King on every Air Force base. And Correct. that's it. Yeah. There you go. Right? Mm-hmm. So, so you guys are bowling and that was like a pastime for you guys too, huh? Oh, well, we love bowling. I used to go bowling when I was a teenager too. Yeah. I like yeah. the bowl. Yep. Yeah. That's fun. But so anyway, that's a side note. So side note. you guys would put me in a wicker basket while you're bowling. And mm-hmm. so uh, how long of a maternity leave did you take? Did you guys have any like oh. nest egg or did you have to go right back to work? Oh, no. I had to go right back to work. You turned six weeks old yeah. the night before I had to go back to work. Uh-huh. And Lee, as God is my witness, you slept the through the entire night that night for the first time. Huh. Oh, you were like... A little angel. Yeah. You are. Yeah, not much has changed. Mm. Not mm. much has changed. There was a lot of difference. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I probably had a lot more hair back then. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you know what your dad, you know what your dad did one time when you were little? Hmm. I mean, little enough to still be in a swing. Yeah. My friends, uh, Junior and Harry came down. They were on like a road trip. Yeah. And so I, I had to go to work. And they they all said they would babysit you for the day. Yeah. And so I came home to make dinner. Junior Real was it? Criazzo. Criazzo. Yeah. I just love all your Eastern friends because they have the craziest like Italian names. And so, yeah. so the three of them, 
They said, oh, Lee was great today. We just put him in the swing and wound him up. He was perfect all day long. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Yeah. I left him with them. I'm just wallowing in my own shit, like bed sores. But since I'm swinging, I was happy. But I, they, Dad did change your diaper and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Dad was very good like yeah, that. Yeah, how, how was he as a dad as a, when I was a baby? Was, did he take to it naturally? Was, oh, yeah. Did you take he to was, it naturally? He was good. I you were good? All you had to do was put, put him in a hand. He, you know, he, he'd be sleeping. Who's that, me? Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably me. So I, so I was pretty easy to take care of, Dad? Yeah, that's good. He were very easy to take care of. Was he a natural as like a baby father? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. He was so good with you guys when you were little. I yeah. mean, he's I mean, I still think you. to this day he's pretty good with kids. He's like, very good with kids. Kids I, I, love him. Kids love him because he's like a, gi- a giant. Mm-hmm. It's very strange to see someone as big as you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they like to be held up in the air by him. Yeah, for sure. Oh, you too. He used he used to lay on the couch and put you in his arm, and then he he taught you how to hold your own bottle very early on when yeah. I wasn't home. Yeah. Um. And and so well, that- to be fair, I mean, I probably taught myself I'm a genius. Genius. Yeah, so, well, you know, hey, yeah. no, by kidding. the time you were 18 months old, yeah. you were pretty much talking like an adult. Mm. Yeah. Believe it or not. I, I believe it. Completely. Did I tell you what your first word was when you were like 10 months old? Balloon. Yes. I okay. knew that. Just so you know. I did know that. That's a fun fact for you guys. If any of you are thinking about getting new intuition tattoos, you can put a <laughs> balloon next to it. <laughs> it was a hot air balloon, uh, by hot, the way. Yeah, because my bedroom, you decorated it with hot air balloons, right? Uh-huh. Why? Did. Why did you like hot air balloons? You know... I always wanted to go up in a hot air balloon. Have you? Yes, I have. Okay. And um, and there was one that I saw that was in, it was like puffy material and it was in primary colors. I still remember it was red, green, yellow, blue, mm-hmm. and it would and you had it hanging on my wall. And mm-hmm. I mean, I think that you had it hanging on my wall until like I was probably way too old for it to be hanging on my wall. Like no, until like, your brother was born. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. But I still have it, and yeah. I know exactly where it is. Yeah, yeah. So, and I would teach you the colors and I would say balloon and yeah. you would start talking. So what would you get, what would you do while he's at work and you're at, you're going back to teaching and I'm mm-hmm. six, seven, eight weeks old. Like then what? Will I go oh, to daycare? You went to the daycare center. <laughs> so like, is that still a thing where like, do, do you just, do people still just drop babies off at a daycare to be raised by other people? I think they do. Yeah. Well, if it's a, if well, it's it a two. Two two is. people working family. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They either get somebody to watch them at you know the, the other person's house. So what or was drop them at a daycare? What was the daycare center like that I went to? You know, it was right down the street from our house, and it was very nice and very clean. Yeah, and they were, and it actually, it was a very academic daycare center. Oh, uh. and so you learned stuff. You know all kinds of things from well, the yeah, time. Well, yeah, so that, that's the thing. From the time though, you were little, but I think it was all Mexican ladies that worked there, yeah. right? So I think, well, I think technically, my first words might have been Spanish words. Well, that's because we they were, might we have were been. in Texas. Yeah, yeah, yep. I mean, tech, I'll tell you truthfully, I liked it te- when I when I was in Texas. Yeah. You know, did you ever speak any Spanish, Pop? I, I got had it with Roland a little bit. A little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. probably probably naughty words. He knew how to yeah, say tacos and burritos. <laughs> And menudo. menudo. <laughs> so it was an academic. It was an academic. Uh, it was. It daycare was an center. academic daycare center. This is a strange aside. You want to know one of the things that I do remember about that daycare center, and this is like very many years later. Well, well not very many, but by the time I was like four and I was going there, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I remember sometimes only every once in a while would I have to stay late for dinner there. Mm-hmm. But very rarely, because I feel like you guys picked me up usually after after class or something. Right? I did. I picked up after work. So most of the time. one time, or like a few times, though, I remember I would have to stay late for dinner, and it was like on rare occasions, and there was a, a different group of kids that would come in at that time. So I felt like a misfit. I remember feeling oh, like a misfit, right? Mm-hmm. But the what I was going to say is they would serve you a meal for dinner, 
And one of the things that they would uh, that they would serve was like a Frito pie. Mm-hmm. Right. It was kind of like a mixture of like chili and beans. And, and then they mm-hmm. would put nacho chips in there. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if the farting matters. That's not part of the story, <laughs> Dad. But thank you. But point being is that uh i remember this meal frito pie and i would kind of it, and i would think about it but i would i was like maybe i'm crazy and that doesn't exist i went to a restaurant downtown a couple months ago don't tell me there was frito pie that had, like frito pie that was like artisanal frito pie it was like <laughs> it was like served in a little uh in a little like um uh cast iron skillet and oh. it was amazing and it literally took me back to like being four years old it was so good do you remember that cute little redhead that courtney you oh my god Gosh. Shout out to Courtney. I put, she's on my Instagram. If you guys go dig around, I, my first my first girlfriend was a little redhead named Courtney. Oh, she was adorable. And we were very inappropriate on the playground. <laughs> we would I French kissed a girl far too young, I'm sure, because we were just imitating what we would see on TV. There was some playing of doctor. She was so sad when you were going to be moving. I mean, oh, no, I don't know. Because I, I remember there being drama like Courtney got a new boyfriend before I left. I don't remember that so, part. Anyway. So, okay. So I'm going to daycare center. Okay. And, you're, and you're back to work. Yes. So what does life become then? Does Is it hard having a kid? Is it like, do you guys have to budget more? Is it like, are you more broke than normal? Oh, yeah. We are yeah, more we broke were... than normal. and <clears throat> And it was hard because I'm not a morning person. And so I would get yeah, up. Yeah, you, you aren't a morning person. Oh, I am not a morning Which person. Which is crazy because I'm, I'm a super morning and, person. I, I stayed up and read books all the time. Yeah. She hey, it's my turn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Ty. So, so, um, so I would have to get up early in the morning, especially when you were, you know, up until 10 months old because yeah. I would nurse you before I took you to daycare. Yeah. And I'd have to have everything ready. And then... I, I only lived like 13 miles from where I worked, but sometimes... That's it, a lot. That seems like a lot. Well, sometimes it would take 45 minutes if there was a lot of morning traffic. Yeah. And so I would have to drop you off and then go to work. And then I would leave work, come back, pick you up, and then we would go do errands. You know, back then there was no internet where you paid your bills by automatic bill pay. Nobody yeah. had a cell phone. Right. And so... And and back then it wasn't like, oh, you have one visa and then you pay it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was you had charge at Dillard's, you had a charge at Joskies, you had one at JCPenney, you had one at Montgomery Ward. And then you would go to all those places every month if you had <laughs> I feel anything like all charged. Of the, all of those stores made it sound like I was born in the 1920s or something. <laughs> well, first we would go down to Woolworths. But, and like, Jesus. But the fun part was yeah. I would take you to the mall so we could do our, you know, pay our bills and yeah. do our errands. And the, and the, the Ladies loved you. Oh, not much has they, changed. <laughs> they couldn't wait till it was time for me to come in and pay my bill because they wanted to see Lee. Yeah, that's great. I was mm-hmm. I was a dashing little baby, very photogenic. Oh, you were. Oh, oh my that god! That smile was a real heart melter. Yes, it was. I'll tell you what, still is. It is. It is. Not it's like some things don't change. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So life kind of becomes. Uh, does it? Does it get? to a point of like cruise control like you've got your routine down and everything's kind of smooth sailing mm-hmm. and so that happens for three years and you decide to have a second one or like do you- well no um St- we decided brother. steve and yeah. your brother yes yeah. um when you, right before right by your second birthday is when he was conceived by my second birthday well it was actually on our anniversary oh <laughs> gross yeah so you guys are partying oh this is a funny little side note that um People ask me if I'm a dog or a cat person, right? Mm-hmm. And I always tell them I'm a, I'm a dog person because I was like born in. I say I was born into a dog pack. So <laughs> yes, tell me, were. tell me about how the dogs were when, I, when oh, you brought me home because I think it's an adorable story. It is. Um, 
Daisy and Loki absolutely loved you. Mm. And and so I'd put a blanket out on the floor and you'd be in the middle of it. And one dog would be on one side of you and the other dog would be on the other side of you. Mm -hmm. And, oh, they would lick you and they would, you know, just, oh, they adored you. Mm -hmm. And then when you ended up being... um, you know, when Stephen was born mm-hmm. and you ended up sleeping in like the big boy bed, mm-hmm. you know, and had your own bedroom, you had mm-hmm. a double bed. Loki slept at the foot of your bed every night. I thought he slept on the bed. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, on, yeah, yeah. on your bed at, by your feet. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I and I could have I could be making this memory up, but I feel like you told me that uh, when you would put me in a crib as a baby, they would lay underneath me. Oh, yeah. And growl at people that would try to pick them up they, or pick they, me up. They were very protective of you. They yeah. would be in your nursery and, you know kind of eyeing people if anybody would come in yeah yeah so i was like somewhat literally raised by wolves yeah 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 that's tight uh that explains turned out okay yeah that explains so much um so yeah so you guys on my on my second birthday my birthday july 8th is the day before your anniversary so Mm -hmm. july is a very celebratory month in the shaner household Mm -hmm. so you guys are partying for your anniversary uh, or did you guys go out on the anniversary or something? We did. Yeah, we got a babysitter. For, oh, you know, we didn't get a babysitter. My sister was there. Oh, Aunt Holly. Yeah, Aunt Holly. Was, was I there. speaking? I was already speaking at that point. Though. Oh, yeah. So th- that's probably the point when I was like calling her Hot Toddy, which she still likes me to refer to at this point because I couldn't oh, yeah. quite say Aunt Holly. So I would say Hot Toddy. You would say Hot Toddy. And so she was down there babysitting for she you came- guys to go out. No, it wasn't no. just for that. She came down. I think it was a. She would probably correct me on this, but I'm pretty close. Um, I think she came. She flew down for two weeks because I was taking a class, mm-hmm. an American government class, so I could get a, a Texas teaching certificate, mm-hmm. and um, for my new job. And then um, let's see what happened. Oh, so she comes down for two weeks, and then we went out, you know, and she was with you. And then when it was almost time for her to leave, you were you were so attached to her. Mm-hmm. You you begged her not to leave. She changed her ticket and stayed another week. Really? Oh my god! Which is funny because not only does she hate flying, she's like a super homebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she stayed down there. I think it was three full weeks. Well, and to this day, I don't really know what it is, but for some reason, she and I have a really good connection. We're like, it's not like we talk every week or anything, but every time that we end up talking, every couple of months, like we talk for. Ever. An hour and a half or two hours at a time sometimes, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. So I've, I don't know. I've always had a kindred connection with uh, Aunt Holly. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, so we've already done over an hour. and we, we have? And we only did like, we only got through about, that That seems like we got about through maybe five years of material. Oh <laughs> but that's cool. We got very in-depth and I think it was entertaining the whole time. So what I want to end it on is like, mm-hmm. go back just a little bit to when I was getting born. Because some of my favorite pictures that I've seen... Mm-hmm of like relatives that I don't have very many memories of mm-hmm. are like right around the time that I was about to be born. I feel like Pappy came down after I was born. Mm-hmm. Grandpa Shaner, Grandma Shaner came down. Nani mm-hmm. came out. Like mm-hmm. everybody kind of came out to like to witness Simba being raised by the monkey <laughs> into the sunset, you know? So I don't know. Just tell me like around that time, like who was coming to visit and like what the decisions were, I, I, you know, like, like who, who came down when and were there like shifts and to, I don't know, whatever. Well, my my mom came down first, of course. Yeah. And then my dad came down. Yeah. And, and were then, they there at the same time? Mm-hmm. And how was that? Did they get along? Oh, yeah. They get along famously. It was chill. Yep. Yeah. And then- Was they, Nani already remarried to Bruce at that point? Yes. Okay. She, she and Bruce got married the same year dad and I got married. They got married in January. We got married in July. Okay. 
And um, so, yeah, my mom and dad got along famously. So did Bruce come down too? Not that time. Okay. And so then um, after they left, I th- then I think then Grandma Shaner and, and Grandpa they Shaner came, came down. They came when I was born or, or was it like when they thought maybe you were about well, to have me? Well, Nani came down first, like the beginning of June. Yeah. Originally, because I got so because I got so big yeah. and because your heartbeat was so strong, yeah. the doctors were saying, oh, I, we're going to change your due date from July to June. And yeah. I said, I'm not having this baby in June. And they're like, why? Well, because I knew that I wasn't having you in June. Uh, I just knew it. Yeah. And I mean, I knew your birthday was going to be July 8th somehow. I knew it. Really? Uh-huh. Did, well, did you have an intuition i think i did <laughs> kind of like i told you about how i knew what months my grandparents were going to die and yeah, stuff right and so um so anyway she came down to help me out yeah and oh my goodness what well, this is kind of funny one time while she was there we she and i went out to lunch yeah. uh, kind of far from the house and it was raining that day. Mm. Well, we had this crazy rainstorm, and it was so hard to get home. And there I was, seven months pregnant, and oh my gosh, we were like a nervous wreck driving home. And it's yeah. and it's raining, and you have your and you have your perm, and you're like, yeah. oh my, I'm gonna look like a wet pool oh, by the time I get home. No, so, but so she stayed, and then like she was there for like three weeks. So then she goes home because I don't have you. Because it's like false alarm kind of. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, and then he's not ready to come out. A week later. You're born, so, so she, she flies, flies back, back again. And so Pappy comes out too? And then he came out um, right, you know, maybe a couple of days after, yeah. you know, right after. Yeah. And then they stayed. I can't remember how long they stayed. And then when they left, then. How, how was he? How, like, how was he with everything? Because that's the thing. I'm interested in his life because of how big of a role he played in yours, obviously. And, I, and he died so young or, uh, or so early in my life. So, mm-hmm. like, what were his reactions like? Like, because I don't remember him as a particularly happy person. Like, he always kind of looked angry. He was very serious. Yeah, he's a very serious guy. And that's how I remember him. So, like, when you saw, when he saw me, or like when he saw you with your first child, was it kind of like, like, did he break character? Oh, yeah. Because who, I never thought my father would have said anything like this. This is just, this is a little funny. Yeah. Um, So, you know how they say when you're nursing a baby, you should nurse them like every four hours. Yeah. And so I was. And then, you know, you would want to eat like in between. Yeah. And so I'd say, oh, he wants to eat again. And my dad would say, I give him a little dessert. <laughs> 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 and like, I never thought my dad would say. <laughs> so one day yeah. my dad's down there. That's I, funny. And I'm nursing you, right? Yeah. And my dad comes over and he's like. Looking like peering down, and he goes, well, "I just wanted to see what what, what he was doing." Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, this is a little embarrassing. Yeah. But you know who else I think came down? Um, my uncle Tex, who was married to my aunt Bunny at the time, yeah. they were coming through um, through uh, San Antonio for some. Oh, because they had some re- other relative there. I can't remember who exactly that lived yeah. kind of close to us. Yeah. And so they came over and stayed too. I don't remember how close that was to when you were born, but I know that you were little. Yeah. And I don't think I had Stephen yet. Yeah. And um, yeah. So it was fun, but. Oh, you had a. We have a book, you know, with all the names of the people who came to see you when you were born, and all of our friends, and you know, San Antonio would come in and see you. Yeah. And I remember when Dad was there, we were, 
you were eh, maybe a week old. Your dad, Pappy. Yeah, my yeah, dad. Yeah. Uh, two weeks old. I don't even think you were two weeks old yet. Yeah. We were invited to a pool party because uh-huh. like the, the clinic or something, not the clinic, but uh, the dialysis unit or somebody was having a pool party. And so I said, oh, you know, we'll go. My dad's like, you can't take that baby out yet in front of all those people. He's going to get sick and it's going to be outside and you're going to be by the water. Rah, rah, rah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, dad, he'll be fine. So we, you know, and it was hot. It was July. Yeah. And so we ended up taking it to the pool party and dad came and everything. And he was all, you know, taking care of you yeah. and making sure you were okay. Right. So. Nice. Yeah. And so that draws me to an interesting question. The last one that I'll, that I'll do today and then we'll remember where we left off. Okay. Um, so I always think it's kind of funny that like Pappy initially when dad was like, can I marry your daughter? He's kind of like, no, like you're, you got to figure your shit out. And so dad's like, I'll join the air force. Mm-hmm. And then he okays it. Right. Right. So. By that point, you guys have been married, what, five years? When when you were born? Yeah. Four years. So four years. And then I'm born and he comes down and he's happy that you, that he's got his first grandchild, right? Mm-hmm. And so like, were mm-hmm. the, had the tides changed? Like, were him and dad, were, were your dad and my dad close? Well, what, I, do you, what do you think, dad? Did you guys get along? With my that? dad. With my dad. Well, uh, yeah, well, Ed's was Ed, okay? And I, I you know, he's... He was somebody that was that was hard to get a, get a, get a read on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But 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 they got along. Yeah, yeah. I rem- So I w- I will say that I do remember. Like by the time uh, I'm old enough to remember things, I do remember him being like at poker parties and like being like one of the dudes with oh, you guys, yeah. and you guys yeah. all had fun together. Oh yeah. Yeah. So the relationship eventually became like good between them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were mm-hmm. like happy. Yeah. Yeah. Even though. Yeah, my dad definitely didn't want me to get married. Yeah. Um, but in the, you know, in the end, dad and your dad and my dad, you know, became good with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Word. Yeah. So, so now where are I? I don't know. I'm married for years. I think we're. You're born. Yeah. I'm still, I'm teaching. Yeah. Where, okay. where we will start next time. Uh you know, whenever you come down, maybe in March or something, mm-hmm. we'll do another one and we'll start around the time that Steven's born. And that's the thing. We can stretch this out forever because you talk so goddamn much. Oh, I, I hope I'm not too boring, you guys. No, I, <laughs> You know what? Like, that's the thing is that the last time that we did this, uh, it was one of the most shared. It was one of the it was the most shared podcast that I had ever done uh, really? on the site. Yeah. And well, and I ended up having to edit a little bit because there were some things in there that were too personal. And so when I re-uploaded it, it hasn't gotten shared a bunch since then. But by the time that I edited it and re- re-uploaded it, it gotten shared a shit ton of times. Uh-huh. And I still get responses from it. Like this was that was people one of people's favorite episodes. And I think uh-huh. it's one of those things where like, you know, people tune in to like listen uh, to me talk to people. And then now they can see that uh, like where I get my cadence from because uh-huh. obviously I think uh, – you know, patterns of speech are, are, are something that I probably acquired from you. So, mm-hmm. um, I think it's interesting and I don't care what other people think because <laughs> I want these things for my archives. So I'm so, you know, really, I'm so happy that you have it for your archives because sometimes you think you tell people stuff and you really don't, or maybe the memories are a little different. Well, or- abso- yeah, absolutely. Well, and that's the thing is that these little relics are very important uh, because like I said, I don't remember, uh, I don't remember Grandpa Shaner like at all because he died when I was what, four, three or four? He was a big, big, when, when oh, he died very, 
Young. Young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, how old was I when he died? Well, let's see. Stephen was two, so you were five. So I was five. So I don't have any... Oh, you weren't even five yet. You, you four. were four, four and three quarters. So my point being is I don't have any memories. I don't have any, like, real memories of him. I recognize him in pictures, mm-hmm. and, and I do remember... Like, I know that I knew him. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't have any, like, vivid memories of him. And I have a few of Pappy, mm-hmm. but, like, when you brought uh, all those savings bonds, like, mm-hmm. there was a bunch of envelopes that had his handwriting on it. Mm-hmm. And and even that was just like very touching to me, you know, because I, you know, I don't have any relics of him like that. I know that when you when you texted me that I had tears in my eyes because it made me so happy that, you know, you you actually looked at that, you know, looked at that and thought, oh, that's my pappy's handwriting. Right. Yeah. But I have to tell you, Lee, when you were and I know I should stop talking now, but when you were a baby, people just really were drawn to you. Hmm. People were. You had many people who loved you and who, you know, wanted to be with you and hold you and talk with you and, you know, just. The boys were always good, though. And so all of your grandparents just adored you and, you know, friends loved you and, yeah. Well, there you go. I lucked out on that one. So, Mom. You did. We will start off from next time with you getting pregnant with Steven. Okay. That's where we will start. So tell the people where they can find you online. That's what I always ask everybody. Oh, me? Yeah. No, all I have is an email address. Yeah. So <laughs> you, you don't need to give that out. So my mom's nowhere online, as you guys might know. So don't tweet her. You'll not find her. <laughs> but I did make a funny tweet about you. Oh, no. Uh, I said uh, something about, you know, my mom's always bragging about how she doesn't have any social media. <laughs> And I said, but she's so sus because I post up a picture of us and all of a sudden she would be like, how many likes does it have? How many likes does it have now? <laughs> so you can't tell me that you're not itching to get on fucking Facebook. Don't lie to me. Don't say that word. Oh, sorry. Uh, oh, I won't say Facebook anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say the F word. Don't say that word. Uh, anyway, my name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition. You can find me on Twitter at It's Intuition. You can find my man behind the board, Ben Shim, making the shit sound buttery at I Am Database, based with two S's. You can find us as a unit at That's Kinda Neat, where, man, we've been gaining some traction on there. You guys are, like, really following us. We're up to, like, almost 1,200 followers. That's amazing to me. Thank you guys so much. You can go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash That's Kinda Neat, where we're not going to have a video this week, but you can watch last week's with Johnny Polygon, and we're going to have some other great ones coming up. I'm very excited about the guests that we have forthcoming. You can find everything wrapped up as a pretty package at kindaneat.net, where I've been saying for the whole year that I'm going to redesign it, and eventually I'm going to get on top of redesigning it. And uh, let's see here. What else? Facebook.com slash kindaneat. Facebook.com slash its intuition. Instagram at its intuition at I am database. We out here slanging these filters in the streets. This was a great episode. It was probably long as shit. So... (laughs) You guys have fun with it. Thank you guys for tuning in. We're grateful as always. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, with that being said, that was my mom. Thanks for listening. And my name is Lee, and that was kind of neat. Was it too boring? No, it was good. I-